just as the title of this show specifies or states or whatever you want to call it, LSU needs two wins in the College World Series semifinals to move on to the championship series beginning on Saturday. That starts Wednesday night with a game against Wake Forest, the team they lost to 3-2 to two on Monday. Can they beat them Wednesday? Can they beat them Thursday? When would Paul Skeens pitch? Can this offense get going? We have all kinds of questions. Zach Ewing has all kinds of answers on a special impromptu datitude coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere, especially around the state of Louisiana, who will be watching... Tonight's game, as much on pins and needles as they were last night when they defeated the Tennessee Volunteers by a score of 5 to nothing to keep their season rolling and win game number 50. Hello, everybody. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times Picayune, the advocate, and bet.nola.com. And this is Datitude, a special Datitude, episode number 154 for a Wednesday June the 21st, 2023, you can just call me Grandpa. That's what I am. I am uh, 25 hours, as I record this, 25 hours and 25 minutes ago, became a Grandpa. And I feel like a Grandpa sometimes. <laughs> I look at myself, I'm like, I don't necessarily look like a Grandpa, but I think I feel like one sometimes, so... Bennett Nolan Bourgeois is into this world, and um, it is a uh, great feeling and a special addition to our family, and um, I think our uh, outro song today might have a little something to do with it. This is, a again, an impromptu episode. I decided to do one last night called Zach. I'm like, you're in Omaha. You know, we should use you to the fullest of our advantages and have a show and talk about Simply just LSU, and that's what today's going to be. No Saints talk today. I know a lot of you like to listen to the show because of Saints talk, and uh, we're going to have that tomorrow, as a matter of fact, Thursday episode. Of course, uh, on Thursday, win or lose, we will talk about LSU baseball for sure a little bit, at least a little bit. Um, it'll be in my monologue. I'm sure it'll come up. Jeff Duncan's going to be my guest. Uh, I'm about to go on vacation. In case uh, those of you listening didn't know, I like to – tell everybody I'm going on vacation because frankly you just don't get enough of them so I like to talk about them uh it's my annual summer vacation we usually go off to the beach somewhere but we have so much going on here uh at home that we're not going anywhere this year um I may spend a week in bed uh and when I'm not in bed uh beholding my grand grandson I hope but we'll see how it goes uh I like to take a couple weeks off but and refresh the batteries recharge the batteries before the football preview stuff starts rolling in, and that's, uh, that's coming up. I mean, training camp is just a little over a month away. Um, I can't remember the exact – I want to say it's the 24th, or the t somewhere around there, training camp starts of July. So we'll be getting into our over-unders as we've done the last two years here at bet.nola.com. had two really good over-under seasons. Um, so that takes a little while to go through. Uh, it takes a little while to do those shows. We're going to do them a lot like we did last year. Don't know who, who's going to be with me doing the over-under preview shows, but that's, I think those are going to serve as datitudes most likely. Uh, that's how we're going to do our previews going in. But uh, that's coming up. When I get back from vacation, probably a little bit, we'll probably take about a three-week break from datitude, um, and then we'll be back, and it'll be all football after that. Once we come back, it's all football all the time. But for right now... LSU baseball in, in an interesting spot. Um, you know, Zach Ewing is coming on the show. Again, he's live. Uh, live. Well, of course he's live. He's living. He's in Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska. 
which is in case you live under a rock and you're not listening to the show if you don't know the College World Series is being played in Omaha, Nebraska. The LSU Tigers, big game tonight, obviously, as they had a big one last night. Everything's big now. I mean, you're just one loss away from going home. Unless you can make it to Saturday, then you can lose one more. But uh, the Tigers need to win two in a row. Uh, they actually need to win three in a row, and it started last night. And they did that. They beat Tennessee 5 to nothing. An incredible pitching performance by two members of the bullpen and Nate Ackenhausen and Riley Cooper. I mean, I don't think any Tigers fan in their wildest dreams could have predicted or hoped for anything better than what they got last night. A shutout, a six-hit shutout by two members of the bullpen. Um, Jay Johnson's own account, I think if he would have got three innings out of Ackenhausen, he would have been thrilled. He got double that. He got six. Uh, Six-plus, as a matter of fact. He got into the seventh. And um, he was phenomenal. Uh, He truly was. He he wasn't overpowering by any stretch. But, um, you know, I I think Jay Johnson was – this doesn't get said enough from this one game. And, again, when you're in the College World Series and every day it's like all crammed together. So you don't have any time to really think about or – kind of go back and see what, what happened right and what they need to do the next day. You're always focusing on the future. Um, so I don't think enough is said. You know, I, I saw some people criticizing Jay Johnson on Facebook. What is wrong with you people? I mean, seriously. What, what, what is wrong with people that criticize anything that LSU has done to this point? Um, they're one of 14. They're in the Final Four. That's what this is. They're in the Final Four. You make it to the Final Four in any sport in college, you're pretty damn good, and you've done a really good job to get there. I don't care how good your team is and what the expectations were. And I don't think it goes – it's not stated enough that Jay Johnson did his research or knew Tennessee well enough to know that they don't hit left-handers very well. So what did he do? He started a lefty in Nate Ackenhausen and had Riley Cooper ready to go. And, uh, you know, Monty's probably going to pitch tonight, but he didn't bring him in. Because Tennessee can't hit left-handers very well, and they hit the hell out of right-handers. Did we? How many right-handed pitches did LSU pitch last night? Zero. Jay Johnson knows what he's doing, and uh, I th- again that that's understated. It got mentioned on the broadcast last night on ESPN, but it, and it kind of got mentioned on a couple local uh, sports casts, but not enough. I think the credit as much to the bullpen and as much to Dylan Cruz or Cade Beloso or Trey Morgan for getting big hits when they needed to yesterday. Uh, I should say Tuesday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Jay Johnson deserves just as much of the credit as anyone else. Outstanding. Outstanding job. And LSU is back to a place that they've wanted to be. Uh, This is where LSU expects to be this time of year, and it's where they are. And now they, they're the underdogs tonight. Um, they play a Wake Forest team that doesn't necessarily overwhelmingly hit the ball, uh, especially not long distances, but they have an outstanding pitching staff. And they're number one, largely in part, not only because of former uh, UNO coach Tom Walter, who's done a great job, but largely in part because of their pitching. And so LSU's going to have to find a way to hit the ball the way they were hitting the ball coming into this tournament because they have not thus far. You know, when you, when you score uh, three runs against Wake, uh, two runs against Wake Forest the last time, you, you score two runs in the third, it's the only inning you scored in. You can't do that tonight. They scored two runs tonight, they're absolutely going to lose. They're not going to win with two. I don't think four runs is going to be enough. I don't know if five runs is going to be enough. They won five to nothing last night. When you're talking about a bullpen game, and granted, their bullpen has been excellent, um, really, since the regional started. The bullpen's been great. But you cannot have, you cannot count on three, four runs winning you this game tonight because Wake is going to score. So, you know, I say this with Zach, and uh, we'll give our predictions at the end of our show, but LSU needs to score at least five, I think. And uh, I think six is probably good. Eight is obviously better. But I think this is going to be a higher scoring game. I don't know what the over-under is. I haven't looked at it yet, but I would probably 
um, I would probably take the uh, over in that one. Um, we'll see. But I'm not going to bet on it either way. Um, I don't feel strongly enough about it. Um, I'll give, Again, I'll tell you about it when we get to the predictions part of this show. But I just don't. I don't feel strongly enough about it to, to bet it. And I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game, and I think it's going to be one that LSU fans are going to remember for a long time. Hopefully they win and get to tomorrow because if they can get to Thursday, I think there's a great chance, better than great actually, that Paul Skeen starts the game if they can make it tomorrow. And then everything changes. The Tigers make it to Thursday and Paul Skeen's pitches that game. Everything changes. Um, Because we know how dominating he's been. And even though it would be on short rest for him, it's not short rest by baseball standards. So, uh, you know, people were asking last night, any chance, Paul? Of course there's a chance that he pitches tonight. I think there's almost zero chance he starts. Um, But if you use him tonight, I mean, you have to think about this. And I know everyone always says, and I say it always, you can't play tomorrow if you don't win tonight. I, I, I say it all the time. But in this case, it's a little bit different because... You can't just think, the goal at LSU is to win a national championship, okay? It's not just to advance to tomorrow. So, of course, you're right. You can't advance to tomorrow without winning tonight. But at the same time, I don't really see a scenario which Paul Skeens would fit in to pitch tonight because he's a starter, unless you were getting, like, one out or something. Because if you burn him in this game, you cannot start him tomorrow. Okay, And if you can't start him tomorrow, you're in the same exact predicament for tomorrow. So you have to kind of gamble a little bit. If you're Jay Johnson, in my opinion, you have to gamble that your bullpen is going to find a way to hold this team down enough and your hitting is going to come through enough to where you're going to be able to find a way to make it tomorrow and then the best pitcher, college baseball pitcher on the planet can start from scratch tomorrow and then, theoretically, pitch in a game three of a championship series. So that's kind of what you're looking at. Again, it goes back to winning the game on Monday. I mean, I want to harp on that, but, I mean, that's – we talked about on, on Bayou Bets how important that game was for both teams. Um, and I thought it was more important for LSU than it was for Wake Forest because they're deeper in pitching than LSU is. So if LSU could have found a way to win on Monday and they were in Wake Forest's spot where they just needed to win one out of two, there'd be zero chance that Paul Skeens would pitch at any point tonight. But, again, the fact that you have to win tonight, who knows? But my guess is no. My guess is we won't see Skeens at all tonight. Um, you know, if, uh, if, you're in a, if you're trailing four to two in the sixth, um, and there's two men on, and you know if they score another run, the game's over, then maybe, to me, that's the only scenario I could see where he comes in. Other than that, you just have to ride with it and, and hope it up and hope you can roll through. So we're going to find out. And, again, we're going to get to Zach here because we spent about 30 minutes chatting about it. Don't want this uh, pod to go too long again. Dunk, uh, Jeff Duncan's going to come on tomorrow. We, we hope to have a show Next Friday, I mean next Friday, next week before I go on vacation, I'm officially scheduled to go on vacation after Tuesday, which means we'd have to do a show Tuesday. But if I can get someone from L, if they go through and win this thing, and, uh, you know, if they goes through Monday and they win it and they don't get back to Tuesday, obviously I couldn't have anyone from LSU on Tuesday. So I'll extend vacation a little bit longer. I'll, I'll wait to start vacation a little longer if that's what it takes to get someone from LSU. We'll see how it goes, but... As of now, tentatively, tomorrow is the last attitude until, um, until the, probably the end of July when we roll the clock over to football. But that's not here. That's not now. What's here now is Zach Ewing and talking more about LSU baseball. Zach Ewing live in Omaha. I'm Jim Derry here in Mandeville. So I'm not as lucky as Zach Ewing. But uh, I don't know. After you've been there for a while, Zach, maybe it's not so lucky. Yeah, uh, it starts to get a little, you know, hotel thin walls in the bed. And I mean, you know, it's, um, it's fun. I'm not going to tell you it's not, but it's, it's been almost a week now. So yeah, Omaha, actually, I'm in Council Bluffs, Iowa, across the river at the 
at the uh, Harris Council Bluffs property, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's it, you're away from home, away from the kids, so it starts to get a little long. But I tell you what, you, you look forward to six o'clock every night. I'm sure you do, and we will do it again. Speaking of that, let's show you our topics for the day. Well, you know what our topic is for the day. LSU playing Wake Forest tonight in the College World Series semifinals. Wake Forest is in the catbird seat, needing to win just one more game to get to the College World Series championship series. LSU needs to win two, and they need to beat Wake Forest twice. That will start tonight at 6 p.m. here at local time. If they can win tonight, they would force another game tomorrow on Thursday uh, against these same Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Can the Tigers' bullpen repeat its effort in the semifinals? Well, that's a lot of what we're going to talk about uh, this morning here. Um, I don't know what UVN – oh, he's saying congrats to my grandpa. Yeah, now. do you got any baby pictures, Jim? Let's, let's talk about what's really important. You know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to put the baby pictures up yet, so – Okay. He's not That's even fair. 24 hours old yet, so we're, we, we maybe we will on tomorrow's show with Duncan before I go on a little mini hiatus here. We'll we'll, we'll see, but uh, but yeah, it's I am now officially a grandpa. I have looked like a grandpa for for a little bit now, but. That's not what people want to hear about. They want to hear about the Tigers and the Demon Deacons. And my question to you, Zach, is, you know, we obviously this is the main topic of conversation. Can the Tigers bullpen, because it's going to be another bullpen game. We don't know exactly who's going to start, uh, but you got to think it's going to be, have to go through another. I mean, who, who's it going to be tonight? Is it going to be Thatcher Hurd? What's it, what's it going to look like? Yeah, you know, Jay Johnson, the LSU coach, has basically said all postseason, like, I'm not talking about my pitching. Um, I'm not going to talk about who's available. I'm not going to talk about my rotation. I, I I assume because he feels like it gives away a competitive advantage, and that's that's fair, um, Okay. at least at a certain point. Like, everyone knew Paul Skeens was going to start Saturday night. I don't know why he wouldn't have said that. But, um, you know, I, I, I do think he, he said something interesting. I did ask him about it after the first Wake Forest loss, and he – seemed mildly annoyed, but it's our job to ask these questions. So I did ask, and he said, well, look, we've got nine guys available, and we're going to pick one, and he'll go get as many outs as he can, uh, and, and then we'll go get another one, and he'll get as many outs as he can, and we'll do that all the way up until we get 27 outs, and then we'll go do it again. And that's what they did last night is they, you know, they chose Nate Ackenhausen to start that game, and, uh, and Jay said in the post game. We were expecting slash hoping to get three innings, 60 pitches, 12 batters out. Okay. So, uh, and I remember thinking at the end of the third inning, like this is exactly what they wanted. I wonder if they could push it and get a fourth inning because when you're in the elimination bracket, all you're trying to do is chew off those innings right? and, and obviously win, but you've got to get through 27 innings to get through the week. Now they're through nine of them. There's 18 to go against Wake Forest, which is a better offense. So it's going to get difficult, but, but I mean, Nate Ackenhausen ended up giving them six innings. Then they went to Riley Cooper and he gave them three. So they only used two pitchers. And so I assume they still have seven left and Riley Cooper threw, I think 50 pitches. So if he, he's probably not available, tonight, yeah, probably not, but it, you know, if you got in a pinch and needed an out in the ninth inning, Riley Cooper's kind of become the closer. Could, could you go to him to get you an out in the ninth inning? Probably. Um, now the, the, the million-dollar question is, when can you bring back Paul Skeens? Tonight, I don't think so. Still probably too early. Tomorrow, if, if LSU makes it to game, you know, the next game against Wake Forest, I, I think that's a distinct possibility. You know, a lot of people say you just do whatever you can do to win and get to tomorrow. But in this case, I don't think you can even touch Skeens tonight. Here's, the, here's my reasoning behind it. I get you don't win tonight, you don't, you don't move on. But I think if they use Skeens in any form or fashion tonight and burn him for tomorrow, okay, no matter what is going on, I can't understand a scenario, see, foresee a scenario where you would bring him in tonight unless it goes extra innings or something and you kind of forced your hand. But the, in this case, you not only have to win tonight, win tomorrow, and then you need to go in a championship series. So to win a championship and to burn him in this spot before tomorrow – I think makes zero sense. I don't think. It, I mean, I don't think he's going. Johnson's going to do it anyway. But you have to. I think tomorrow is a no-brainer. If somehow you get to tomorrow, um, you know, you win this game and the bullpen does its thing. And I mean, let's be frank. The hitting's going to have to do much better than they've done in this College World Series to date. 
because as well as they did in the regional and the super regional, the offense has not been stellar. It's been less than stellar. Let's put it that way. So they're going to have to be on their A game tonight. They're going to have to be able to hit the ball. This For LSU to win, in my eyes, it's going to have to be a high-scoring game. I think LSU needs to score eight or ten runs to win tonight. And then if you do win tonight, then you bring in Paul Skeens tomorrow because then theoretically you could find a way to pitch him in championship series. You don't let him go 125 pitches like they did in the first game, but you do, I think, start him and try to get five, six innings out of him if you can. But you've got to get past tonight, and you have to hope the bullpen does its thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think tonight's three days rest, which in the major leagues is sort of the minimum rest you would give a pitcher. Um, now, he did throw like, – like, look, Paul Skeens is a big guy. Um, right. He's powerful. He was still throwing 101 when he was at the end of his 125 pitches the other night. But it's still 125 pitches. His right arm is still worth an awful lot uh, to him, to his family, to a major league team. I mean, you, you want to protect that. And, and you, you just can't assume that after working on six days rest all year long, like he would pitch one Friday and then pitch the next Friday, um, you, you can't just cut that in half and expect him to be the same guy. So that's first and foremost. So theoretically, you can. Now, I will point out that if you use him tomorrow, um, that's four days rest. That's, again, short for him, but that would be normal professional pitcher rest, four days. Um, and maybe you don't push him. Like you said, maybe you throw him 70 or 80 pitches instead, get five innings out of him. And then for the people who want to pitch him tonight, well, look, three days rest from that point would be Monday, which would be game three of the championship series. So if you can get to the championship series, you can win one of those first two games without him. Then Paul Skeens is back available for Monday, uh, potentially again, not for a full uh, 120 pitches. I, I hate to interrupt you, but I, I don't, I'm telling you right now, I don't care what he pitches tomorrow. If they were if he assuming he pitches tomorrow, if there were to be a game three, he would be on the hill. I don't care what his pitch number is. I mean, that's well, and I don't, uh, the rules are out the window when you get, if you get to that, I, I hear what you're saying. I guess I would think, is he still as effective, you know, now that's now a good, about now that's a good, if he good gets question. to Monday and he's now thrown 200 pitches in the previous eight days and you're asking him to go another hundred um, at, at some point he becomes less effective yeah, and, and that's it does, true. Like you, you are trying to win the game. I, I understand that. But if he comes in and says, skip, I'm done. My shoulder. Oh, for sure. Numb. I mean, oh, you know, like, absolutely. You've got, a, you, you've got other options. It's all hands on deck at that point. So pitches don't uh, say that though, unless they're really like really feeling like they're done. So I, oh, sure. Paul Skeens would never say that unless like, if he said that, then of course, because if a pitch is saying that, then you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta yank them. But, uh, I wouldn't expect that to come. I think Jay Johnson would have to seriously monitor him. But, you know, it's, it's the situation you put yourself in when you don't win that second game. You know, if they had won that second game, everything would be different. Um, you know, they wouldn't have had to pitch last night. Ackenhausen could go tonight instead, and, you know, you'd find yourself in a, in a nice situation. And then Skeens could go on full, full rest. But you can't do that, and it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a sticky situation. There's – there's a lot of games in a short period of time, particularly if you're in the loser's bracket. And so that's the situation they find themselves in. As for tonight, I'm going to guess maybe Blake Money gets the start and they try to push him for three innings. Yeah, He, he made 12 starts last, last year. Um, there's not that many guys left who have starting experience. Ackenhausen did. He started um, two years ago at the junior college level. He Eastern Oklahoma. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he had some starting experience. Javen Coleman has started like two games in his career, but he's never gone yeah. longer than three and two thirds innings, I think. And so I, he's going to be part of the picture. I think money is probably the most used to the, you know, getting out in the bullpen. I, I will say this too. Those guys, they, didn't, they weren't used yesterday, but they warmed up an awful lot bullpen. They were There's up every no inning from the fourth inning on. And so I, I don't think we're going to see a guy go six tonight. I think but, it's much more likely you, you see a, a two and two thirds, a one and one third, a two and a three to get you to get you home. Yeah, but no one expected. I mean, I don't think the even as I was watching last night, and you know, I went to LSU, so I can you know openly say, of course, I was rooting for LSU. I went there um, and grew up in purple and gold, so that that's who I am. But um, I will say that you know, even the optimist of optimist, even watching the game, and you get into the third inning, you're still out there. You go, oh, he's still out there. You know, may, maybe, and again, the optimist, most 
optimistic scenario you could think of, he could get through four. Like, and this is even when he's in the third. You're like, I think they can squeeze one more inning out of him the way he looks. And you're like, well, maybe he'll come back in. And so, I mean, I don't think anyone, I don't even think Nate Ackenhouse's mama thought he could go six innings yesterday. So uh, they got the absolute most they could get out of yesterday and play, pitched as well as they could possibly pitch. I saw some Tigers hater on Facebook last night actually say they were lucky. Lucky about what? You won five to nothing. Their pitches were outstanding. What is lucky about that? Yeah, it was it was a pretty routine win as it turned out. I mean, it sure was. I guess you you could consider it lucky they only had to use two pitchers. I, I you know that that was a stroke of luck that I think they could. That, and look, you need that to get through the consolation bracket. Once you once you lost that game Monday, and I'm not taking anything away from Wake Forest, but I think LSU was unlucky to lose that game Monday. Um, you know, you lose oh, yeah. two very you know very close play at the plate that went Wake Forest way. Uh, double play in the wrong situation. It was a good call, by the way. Yeah, it, it was a good call. I'm not, I mean, but it was one of those things. The, the strike zone, say what you want. Um, I, I think oh. it was it was bad for both teams. It was definitely bad for both teams. You know, maybe LSU got the worst of it. I don't know. Like, but again, once you're in that situation, you need some luck. So I don't yeah. think saying, "Oh, oh, hey, you got a little lucky." Sure, you're going to need to get. They're going to need to get a little lucky tonight as well to get through this. Uh, just looking through, Will Helmers has started 13 games in his career. Um, he's only pitched 11 innings this year. And not since May the 2nd against Southeastern when he threw one inning. Yeah, I don't think so, that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I will throw out the name Thatcher Hurd, who pitched, I think, 60 pitches on Monday night against Wake yeah. Forest. Could you bring him back for a couple of innings now that he's had it? You're going to see him at some point, whether he starts or not. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't play in this game, pitch in this game. And, and then the other name, and he, he won't start, I don't think, but Gavin Gidry has thrown one pitch in this tournament. He's going to pitch in this game as well. Yeah, it, got hit, it got hit for a home run against Tennessee. Yeah, real far. Um, yeah, it, he, he has been one of your key guys for the postseason. I think he's going to pitch tonight, too. There's no question. I think, But I think what you said, as much as they warmed up money, which also worries me, by the way, he threw a lot of warm-up pitches. I don't know, you know, that, that probably takes away a little bit from how long he can go, although we'll see. But I think that's probably the most likely choice to start is money. You got to think uh, going into tonight. Uh, and if, look. They're not going to get six innings out of out of whoever starts tonight. They're just not going to. It's not going to happen. So tonight's going to be a true bullpen game. Uh, you have to be realistic about who it is. But uh, Zach Ewing live from Omaha. I am here in Louisiana. It is 9.30 Central Time. We're going to be on the air until about 9.40, 9.45 if we push it. If you have any comments or questions and you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, feel free to go and leave them in there, and we'll, we'll put them on the screen. If you're watching on Twitter, you just say hello because uh, we can't put we can't put your comments or questions on the screen here. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Bayou Bets YouTube channel. Okay, um, well we we have something there, Zach. Uncle Big Nick wants to know if the tweaked out pitcher will throw for a Wake Forest again. I mean that guy. Um, he was like flipping his glove and tossing the ball. He was like he was like Mark the Bird Fidrich all over again. Um, and and the great thing is. I think you can hear it on TV as well, but they pipe the the ump mic into the press box. Yeah, and in TV it's kind of in the background, right? So you'll hear some of the stuff, but if if Ravitch is talking over it, you don't hear it as well. We hear everything in the press box, and like uh, you can't hear exactly what the guy's saying because the the mic is on the ump. So yeah. unless the the ump goes out there, you can't exactly hear. But you could just hear him muttering, sort of in the background. Hmm. Um, I don't know, like Tennessee what was he muttering? Guy, I, you can't, you couldn't tell, but I don't I don't know if it's I'll bet you it's not G rated. Um, Unintelligible. <laughs> but uh, you know, like that guy from Tennessee who almost had an aneurysm in the Super Bowl yeah, yeah. against Southern Miss. Oh, yeah, he wasn't quite that bad, but he was like fidgety. Um, and they, uh-huh. they I actually thought it was to LSU's benefit that he was in the game because it's such a big stage and such a like you want a guy who's that kind of out there. And, yeah. But they took him out pretty quickly. Out there. Uh, well, I agree with Charlie Charlie Dellinger, who says, Gidry can still give us quality innings. Yes, I think so. One bad pitch doesn't erase everything 100%. he's done lately. Of course. I mean, it, it, you, you can't say, look, I mean, you want to talk about one bad pitch, ask Ben McDonald about one bad pitch against Stanford. I mean, it doesn't take away anything from what Ben McDonald did in his career at LSU. So, of course. I mean, it, you have to count on those guys. And you know what? Even if... 
even if you were a little unsure of Gavin Gittery at this point, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, you're at the point, you're in the College World Series where our bullpens are key. We talked about this going in. I mean, in best case scenario, you're still going to have to go through most of your pitchers anyway. So certainly in a game like tonight, when they got a, when they had to play last night, uh, you know, they had to play Monday night. And if they win, they got to play again tomorrow night. I mean, it is what it is at this point in the year. We talked about it before the regionals even started. So, of course, Gavin Gittery can be uh, part of this thing, and he, he has to be. Well, look, it, let's say they have eight guys available. They had, they had nine yesterday. Let's say that, that uh, obviously Ackenhausen's not going to pitch. Let's say Cooper's done. Skeens is not ready to come back, but you, you do gain Thatcher Hurd maybe for an inning. Yeah. So you have eight guys um, available. If you were to rank those eight guys as an LSU fan in how confident you are that they can go get outs against a very good offense, Gavin Guidry is really high on that list. I agree. He might, he might be number one on that list. And so, yeah, you're, if he doesn't get outs, well, then you're not going to win the College World Series. I mean, that's just that's how it goes. Uh, well, but, but I think he's a guy you have to trust. Let's look at the road that the uh, Tigers have gotten to get here. Gotten to get here. Uh, my English is not very good this morning. That's because I'm not used to being here on a Wednesday, I guess. But it is what it is. And maybe because yesterday was weird because I am a grandpa for the first time. The, to this morning, and uh, I realize how old I'm getting. My mind is not you working. Woke up a grandpa. For I woke, time. yeah, I, I did, I didn't. So it, we had him on the screen all night. You can watch him on the screen because he's in the NICU right now. Uh, that's a whole other story. Anyway, um, game one Saturday, obviously LSU beat Tennessee twice, lost to Wake Forest in that weird one. Uh, Zach, they take the two nothing lead in the third. To think that LSU would go from the third inning to the, to the end of the game without scoring is kind of weird because that's not obviously been anything but their MO. But again, if they're able to win the night, they play again tomorrow at six o'clock, regardless of what happens in Florida TCU, that Florida TCU game, by the way, if TCU wins that game and LSU were happen to lose, then that game would be bumped to six. Obviously LSU fans hope that doesn't happen uh, to on Thursday. I mean, uh, so other than that, that is the schedule. Uh, we would love to see another game from both of these teams because, frankly, if you're trying to get to the championship, you want Florida to play as many games as possible anyway. So I think uh, Tigers fans should be rooting for the the uh, the Horn Frogs this afternoon because, again, if they were to win and get to the championship rounds, you want the Gators to play as many games as possible, and then you see the schedule for the championship round. Yeah, I, I, you know, and one thing that we should touch on is is Wake Forest. Um, Wake, Wake Forest has so much pitching. They what they they really have, do. What, what they do not have is sort of a, a surefire go to number three starter. They have so the two guys that they that they pitched, uh, Rhett Louder and then uh, Josh Hartle, who they pitched against LSU on Monday. Those guys obviously are spent. They, after that, they've got three guys who made at least seven starts this year and all of them were pretty good. Um, but what you're not going to get, I don't think it, it, they've all sort of taken turns as the third guy. What you're not going to get is, is somebody goes out there and you have to mess with for five or six innings like Hartle. Um, now I'm not sure that that's a good thing for LSU because instead you're going to get a bunch of fresh arms. You're going to get this guy for two or three innings, this guy for two or three innings, this guy for two innings. And they're, they're going to, it's going to be fresh arm after fresh arm. What I will say is that if, if, if LSU can survive tonight, to me, these teams are back on even footing. I agree. Um, Wake Forest could choose to bring back Rhett Lauder on short rest, just like LSU could choose to bring back Paul Skeens on short rest, or Wake Forest would have to go bullpen game just like LSU would. So I, I think things kind of turn uh, if LSU can win tonight. That's, that's saying a lot. But if you look at the futures market, like – Wake Forest is an odds-on favorite to win the national title now. They're minus 105. LSU is 6-1. to one. Well, if, if LSU wins tonight, that's, they're going to pop right back to just about – they might be plus 180 each. Mm, I don't know about that much. Basically even. You think that you think it would be that, that, that far? I don't think it would go well, that far. It, it might go back to where it was at the beginning of the tournament. Like Wake Forest would have a slight edge. They'd be plus 180 and LSU would be plus 220 or something. Maybe. You might, um, but, but then there's also the possibility, and the odds makers will take this into account – that Skeens could come back Thursday. And if well, that's the case, then do you, do you really take into account also if these two teams, if LSU wins tonight and let's say Florida wins in the afternoon, 
that means they get a rest until Saturday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, that's a that's a big, and they started a day earlier, so they're probably more in line on track to to do what they want to do with their pitching. So, I think if Florida wins today and LSU wins, that gives the Gators a a big time significant advantage going into the championship series, no matter who wins on Thursday. Florida would be favored in that case for sure. Um, they'd be as well. They should. Maybe, yeah, they'd be maybe even money, and then you'd have Wake Forest and LSU somewhere in the plus 180 to plus 220 range. Um, and then the winner of that probably becomes a slight favorite over Florida. Yeah, and I think, look, I agree with you completely. I think that if LSU can find a way to win tonight, um, first of all, I think if LSU wins tonight, I think we're going to see Skeens tomorrow. I just don't, I don't see any way you, you can't – God bless you. I, can't, I just don't see any way – you can't use Paul Skeens tomorrow in a deciding game with him there. You cannot, you cannot go out of this tournament uh, to making it to a decisive game where if you win, you're in the championship series. If you lose, you go home without using the stud. I do, that's the way that I look at it, and I don't think that they would. So I think that if, if they LSU wins tonight, so then that puts LSU as the favorite, in my opinion, and I think he, that they would be favored. Even though Jay Johnson's not going to tip his hat, I think the books will assume that Paul Skeens is going to pitch. Um, and so, again, this is this is hugely important. This could this is a series changing kind of game, just like Monday night was. This is a similar thing. Monday night was probably a little bit more important because you'd rather be in the spot that Wake Forest is in. But then again, with a, with Paul Skeens sitting there waiting to go and a chance to pitch. It's it's almost as important, and obviously, if you lose, you go home. So, I guess you could make an argument, a good one, that this is more important. So, yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, mo- Monday to me, watching that game felt like the national championship game. And I, I agree. Don't mean any disrespect to Florida because I think they do have a chance, but that that felt like the national championship game. Oh wait, you but thought whoever won that one was gonna is gonna win that? You think whoever yeah. comes out of this bracket's going to the national championship? I, I I think so, but but look, I mean, look, it felt like that. It wasn't because obviously LSU still has a path. Yeah, they still have a what maybe fifteen percent chance to win the national. I'm still not convinced about this Wake Four. I'm just not. I don't. I to, to me, for them to only score three runs against. Uh, no offense, Tigers fans, but. I'm not super overly impressed with Ty Floyd. I mean, he's done he's okay. Yeah, no, right. he's done. And look, he's done fine. And I know he's got an undefeated record and it, it is what it is. And he's done fine. But he, again, he hasn't been dominating in any sense of the word at any point in the season. And, you know, the bullpen came in and, and did okay, but you shouldn't be shutting out any, anyone. And basically Wake Forest kind of got shut down. They had all the momentum after after Trey Morgan got thrown out at the plate, and that call got overturned. By the way, the right call. He was it was correctly overturned. I've had so many people say he was safe. No, he wasn't he, safe. He, he, he was, was tagged close. out on the thigh. It was close, but he got tagged on the thigh before he touched the plate. But anyway, unbelievable play by the way. It was an incredible play. Kind of lucky too, but and still, but it's still a very a fantastic play. But anyway, the momentum changed after that play. But for LSU not to score. But Wake Forest to just get put three runs on the board, I'm just not overly impressed. There's nothing that tells me that LSU is still not the better team. I thought they were the better team on Monday. And I think even with a bullpen game, I'm not impressed with Wake Forest's bats. And I think LSU has a solid chance. Wake Forest, I mean, okay, for one thing, Jay Johnson made a point last night that like, hey, yeah, we had a couple of bad weeks at the end of the regular season, but I think we have a really good pitching staff beyond Paul Skeen's. I, and like Nate Ackenhausen was a top junior college recruit. Uh, Javen Coleman was a top recruit. Blake Money was a top recruit. Like these guys have talent in those arms. Yeah. And every time you see a team come from the consolation bracket to win the College World Series, it's because they have some pitchers step up who nobody had ever heard of and just assumed, <clears throat> excuse me, just assumed they were terrible because they had only thrown 11 innings all year. Well, these guys have talent in those arms. LSU has good coaches. Like, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that one of these guys could find it, have command for one night, and, and keep them in a game, just like Ackenhausen did last night. Now, Ackenhausen's actually been pretty good all year, but um, I, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Having said that, um, Wake Forest, here, here's where I look at it. They, they have some guys with just video game numbers. 
Yeah. Uh, their three and four hole hitters have a combined 55 home runs. They both have an on-base percentage over 500. <laughs> they both have a slug, not OPS, a slugging percentage over 900. Um, like just video game numbers. Now, we were in the press box the other day looking up the dimensions of their home ballpark. They play in a cigar box. Like the ball is going to fly out of that place. It's like 290 down the lines. And, Jeez. You know, 315 in the gaps. And I, I'm, I'm going off a of memory. It might not be quite that small, but it's, it's small. And, and so those numbers are inflated because of that. And Wake Forest offense is not as good as the, as the numbers make it look. But turn that around for a second. Wake Forest has the best team ERA in the nation by like more than half a run. And those pitchers are pitching in that band box too. So that's yeah. where I think Wake has the big advantage tonight. Is those they're just going to roll four or five fresh arms at LSU and say, okay, you guys are going to have to score more than than three or four runs against these guys because Wake's probably going to score three or four runs against your pitchers. So uh, to me, Wake's got the advantage tonight. I, I, I'm sure we'll make a pick here in a minute. Like that's uh, if if it gets beyond tonight, the switch flips and LSU to me has a big advantage both in momentum and the possibility of bringing Skeens back and getting to the to the bottom of Wake's pitching staff. But tonight, it's still advantage Wake Forest. Yeah, I didn't say anything about their pitching. I'm, I am impressed by their pitching, but uh, I was just simply talking about their hitting. There's nothing that I've seen so far that impressed me about their hitting. But again, for LSU to win this game tonight, I think they need to be at least – and I think they need to score at least at least six, maybe eight, possibly even ten – but I think it's going to be a different kind of game than we have seen. Is the wind for? By the way, is the wind forecast to to continue to blow in like it's been? You know, I don't know about the direction. It is still going to be fairly windy tonight, so that that could be a game changer. I mean, this ballpark, as most ballparks do, faces the east, which in Omaha means faces the Missouri River, um, and you're only, I mean, seriously, less than half a mile from the river when you're right. at the at the outfield wall. So so the wind tends to come in off the river. Not always, but it tends to. And so I think it's more likely the wind's going to blow in, which is one reason why this is such a, such a pitcher's park. Yep. Before we leave, uh, UBN wants to know if you have any eligibility left. If you I, need I'm it. happy to go out there and perform 17 straight pickoff throws so that someone else can get warm yeah. in a pinch. I I'm out of eligibility. Yeah, I'm out of eligibility. So. Yeah. yeah, I can't do it. All right, before we leave uh, this morning, and uh, thank you for coming on on short notice. Just decided yet last night, like, well, let's do a show. Uh, by the way, we are going to have another show uh, tomorrow morning on these same channels. We usually go Friday, so it's going to be two weird days. But Jeff Duncan cannot do a show on Friday. Uh, he is going to. And it might be the last one we do before I go on vacation. Uh, so Jeff Duncan is going to be on tomorrow at 9.30 instead of 9.15. Um, and we are going to talk probably mostly Saints. We will talk LSU, whether they win or lose. We'll talk about it. But we are going to probably going to spend most of our time talking about the Saints. As, uh, again, could be our last show before we go on to break. Uh, I'm not 100% sure yet. So we'll see how that works. Um, and then uh, with next week, if we, if we can get an LSU player, I'm trying to get Coach Palmineri. That's also a possibility we'll go. Okay, time for prediction. Uh, Zach Ewing, what is your prediction for tonight? Um, I, I agree with you. It's going to be a little higher scoring than the other night when it was 3-2. to two. I don't think it's going to be an 8-7, to 10-8 type game. I, I think LSU would love for that to happen. Uh, but, again, I, I'm going to go with Wake again tonight. I just think the advantage they have in the number of quality arms that they trust is, is a big one tonight. Uh, my tune is going to change if LSU finds a way to win tonight because then I, I do think LSU – I think LSU wins the national championship if they win tonight. But uh, I'm going to go with Wake Forest tonight. Uh, we'll say 5-3. to three. Someone mark this down somewhere, this date in history. The date's right there, Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. I agree with everything Zach Ewing just said. I predicted LSU Florida before the series started, but, you know, that, that game on Monday night changed the entire series. And I think uh, I, I also agree that if LSU can find a way to win tonight, I think they have a leg up, and I think they have an excellent chance to win the national championship. Uh, but that being said, man, the way you, you have to pitch, use your bullpen the entire way, and I'm not taking anything away from LSU's bullpen. They've been fantastic. I never thought they were as bad as, as a lot of LSU fans were wah-wahing about, as I mentioned on, on Twitter. 
last night, but I just don't, I don't think LSU wins this game. I, I just don't. I'll be happy to be wrong. Uh, like I was wrong on Monday the wrong way. Uh, but I think that you get to this spot. I think Wake Forest is uh, in a better situation and having a day off makes a huge difference in, the, in this spot. LSU played kind of, uh, you know, you could say emotional or not. Or not. It, they didn't, you know, whatever effort they put out, but, um, you know, winning as they did and be, being able to beat a, a foe you know in Tennessee is a lot different than beating the number one team in the country that's number one for a reason. So that being said, I think LSU uh, is going to fall in a heartbreaker tonight. I'm going to say I'll have a different score. I don't want to be exactly the same as Zach. I'm going to say they lose tonight. Seven to four. That's going to be my prediction. So All we'll right. see. Wakes up minus one forty-five at Caesar Sportsbook and over under ten and a half. So it'll be interesting to see if the betters are all over LSU tonight like they were on Monday. My guess is no. Yeah, I, I want to say this opened at minus one forty, so it's already ticked a nickel toward toward the Demon Deacons, uh, and they were all over LSU last night too. LSU opened against Tennessee as a slight underdog, and they were a slight favorite by the time the game started. So it was interesting to see that, that change. We'll see if it happens again today. Well, I'm not going to bet on it. Cause I don't feel that strongly about it. And I hope I'm wrong. Uh, me, you know what? Maybe I'll put five bucks on it and hope I lose my money. Some, I did that actually last night when I, when it was three, nothing LSU. And I had this bad feeling. And the first guy got on for Tennessee. What was that in the eighth inning? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put two bucks. Tennessee was plus 1600. I put two bucks on Tennessee and hoping to lose my two bucks. Best two bucks I ever spent. Didn't want to win 30 bucks. <laughs> oh, 32 bucks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So hope it happens again. All right. I will see you tomorrow, uh, Thursday afternoon on Bayou Bets, my friend. All right. Thanks, Jim. Always fun. You know, Zach, it's funny because I, and I, I tell this story. I've told this more than once. But I didn't know Zach at all before I took this job. Almost two years ago now. A little shy of two years ago. Um. And, you know, you're always worried a little bit when you get a new boss. And throughout my career, I've had a lot of new bosses. Almost every time I've had a new boss, I knew my new boss. Um, and so I was, I mean, way more times than not, I was not worried going into a couple times. I'm not going to mention any names. Um, you know, you worried how things would go sometimes. But uh, Zach has been fantastic. I give him a lot of grief. He's become almost like my little brother. Um, and, you know, we certainly don't text back and forth like we're boss and coworker. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that out loud, whatever. Uh, but he's like my little brother. He tells me what he thinks, and I tell him what I think. Um, and so, but that's a good relationship. And so it's one of the best working relationships and just, frankly, any kind of relationship. So um, uh I'm thrilled that Zach and I have uh, have spent the last two years together, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I'm glad that he uh, decided to come on the show live from Omaha. And um, he'll be there until LSU's done, and actually probably a little longer than that. So uh, we, you know, Tigers fans hope that Zach is there until next Tuesday, right? Uh, that that's that's what, and the song the outro song tonight is not by the way. Maybe it should be. Maybe that'll be tomorrow's after song. We'll, we'll use till Tuesday, uh, the band. But uh, that's not the outro song for today. But it is time to get to the outro song because we've said all we can say or want to say at this point uh, about LSU baseball and how important. Everybody knows how important it is. If you followed, if you follow this at all and you understand sports at all, you know how important. It's not game seven, but it's basically game six of the you know, conference semifinals. If you want to relate it to, to basketball, it's game six of the semifinals and you're trailing three to two. That's where we are right now. LSU's got to win today and they got to win tomorrow, but you got to take them one game at a time. And I hate that cliche. I've always hated that cliche, but it's true. That's where they are. So, but for me, my outro song, I'm going to get selfish and use my own personal situation as my outro today. Because we're going to try to be, forget my prediction. We're going to try to remain confident because I'm going to, despite my prediction, I'm going to go into this game tonight watching it, thinking that LSU is going to win. I promise you that's how I'm going to think. I'm going to be on pins and needles for a lot of it. 
But uh, that's how we're going to go in tonight, no matter what you think. Um, so we're going to be positive about that. And you know what's positive is being a grandpa. I've had, uh, trying to go through the songs, and there's only, there's only a couple that really fit for me. You know, and I, I think about my own grandpa, and I think the most special person in my life is my maternal grandfather who passed away in 1995 um, at the age of 92, by the way. So he used to tell me a lot of stuff about the good old days. And now I feel like I've, I'm thinking about the good old days quite a lot lately. I don't know if it's because I'm older or if things were easier back then. And I don't want to sound like the get-off-my-lawn grandpa because that that's not who I am. I get a little grumpy sometimes, but I'm not the... I, I'm, I look... I love technology, and we're at a place in, in, in the world where we have so many more things at our disposal. I'm super worried about where this world will be 10 years from now and what my kids will have to endure, but I'm sure my own parents and my own grandparents were worried about the same things. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's just leave it for the now, and uh, I hope I get uh, a chance to, to tell Bennett Nolan Bourgeois about the good old days. You know, I hope, I hope I'm around for for 25 or 30 or 35 more years, and we get a chance to talk about the good old days because that's what I did with my grandpa until I was 27 years old when he departed this earth. And he was so special to me, and I talk to him every night when I go to sleep. And I talk to him a lot of times when I'm watching football or baseball or whatever because he's the one that taught me passion for sports. And so hopefully I'll get to do the same for, for Bennett. But that's how we're going to go out. We're also going to go out by saying go Tigers and remind you tomorrow on Thursday, another show with Jeff Duncan as we close out this last season, this uh, this season here. Not last season. We're going to do this for more. I, I, I think I called, I think we would call it the season finale unless we squeeze another show in. I think that's what it would be. But Jeff Duncan's going to come in. We're going to talk about LSU baseball. We're going to talk a lot about the Saints tomorrow, regardless of what LSU does, win or lose. So join us for that. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the game, everybody. Have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Peace and love, my friends. Families really bow their heads to pray. Daddies really never.